Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 220. I'm your host, Jacob Rush, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. We are back, and we're playing with Bauer. Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's been an awesome week. I am done with one of my classes, and I did insanely great in it, and Ooh, uh, I loved... Nice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I uh, And it was my first grad class, so I was terrified about starting, and, and worked out great, and I'm very motivated to keep going, so uh, happy about that. And um, uh, yeah, the Indie Direct today, that was a nice little surprise, and usually it's just like a nice little thing, you know, it's not like something I really look forward to that much, but it's nice to see that this one in particular was awesome, so um, I, I'm having a good day. So good, good. What about you? Um, well, I honestly forgot that there was a direct. I've been so busy with work. Um, I mean, it's just been nonstop go, 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 go. Honestly, I was so exhausted. I had I worked about a twelve hour day yesterday, which I don't normally do that, so it kind of took everything out of me. So I got home and had like a quick dinner and just passed out. And then had to be back at work first thing in the morning. So I've been busy, but it's been good. Um, I like I like that I have like responsibilities to do. Um, but uh, outside of that, yeah, I forgot that direct was happening. Um, but I'm doing good in general, just staying productive. Really kind of getting excited for Christmas. We have ten days till Christmas as of this recording. Um, wow. But uh, Chris, we're not radical correction quite yet because you know what? We're not alone tonight. We're not alone tonight. You know why? Because we fired Josh and Ryan because they suck. What? We again. Replaced, again. <laughs> again. Oh, my goodness. Go back and forth. We replaced them with bringing back um, uh, old-time guest uh, to the show, Mr. Brad Hunsinger. Man, what is up? Yo, how's it going, guys? It's good to be back. <laughs> so Thanks good to be on the show. I know. Wow, man, Brad. I actually haven't seen Brad in maybe over a year, like in person, yeah. which is wild to me. I've <laughs> gone totally incognito. Yeah, we, we I mean, we talk regularly. I mean, every couple of weeks we call each other and touch base, but we haven't actually hung out or seen each other in person in quite a while. But uh, Brad was able to join us today for today's episode, which I'm super thankful for because I mean, he's the you guys know Ryan and I have so much nostalgia together. Um, and, but Brad, there are three key people, Ryan and my buddy, Traven and Brad, they bring the three most nostalgic key people to my life of, that I gamed with growing up on separate occasions. And, um, today's topic is brought to you. It's strictly from Brad. It's the only reason I have nostalgia and that's why Brad should <laughs> join us. So, um, but we'll get into that topic later on. And, uh, but getting back to what we were talking about the Indie Direct, I think it's time that we get into what we have been radical rexing about. And Brad, since it's your first time back in a while, why don't we start with you, man? What is exciting for you in life? Anything new? Um, what are you loving about life right now, man? What's got you excited? Well, really, um, definitely pumped about Christmas coming up. Um, I know you guys are excited about video games. I also have my side hobby of board games mm-hmm, yeah. alongside when I don't quite... Uh, make it to the technology portion. Um, some of the board games though are kind of branching over 
it's a slightly video game esque. Um, so like recently I played uh, Mansions of Madness, which has an app uh, that you play with as you go through it. Um, and then on top of that, just chilling and playing my Switch when I can, going through Mario Maker 2. And of course, I'm big into the mobile app Fire Emblem game. Of course. Kicking butt at that. Yes, Brad loves Fire Emblem. Well, that's all we One have for Brad. Jacob, you'll get into it. <laughs> I know. You got to let me borrow three houses. So we need to meet up in person finally and hang out. Dude, it's ready for you. Good. Yeah, you played that thing up and down. And I do wonder if you'd like it, Jacob. I really don't know. I, I, I think there's a chance that he would. I don't know. I mean, if I get past the part where everybody wants to have tea together, I think I should, that should be good. <laughs> You're, I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> you just got to realize that all it is is a mini game to be funny and just grab the guy with the big muscles and talk about meat. That's all he wants to hear. All right. Well, that's the best advice I've ever heard. <laughs> that fits me well. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, uh, Chris, man, we can go back to you. I, I mean, you, you kind of talked about it. You said that life is good. Today's good. You passed your class. Um, and the Indie Direct excited you. I mean, I'm curious. I know I haven't watched it yet, but why, why is this Indie Direct, like, top of the line are there like bunch of strange games here because uh, that like suit your taste particularly or is there something <laughs> that really just shook the nintendo world from an indie standpoint i love how you i love your view on indie games it's just funny um yeah no it's it's a mix of everything really i mean as far as indie directs go it's one of the best if not the best that they've ever had in my opinion um at least as far as like quality titles go yeah um that like we already know about so one game that i'm particularly really excited for and i think it was the biggest announcement of the entire show um i hope you don't mind me spoiling some things but um among us is now on switch as of today and uh really yeah it is now on switch yep and uh i mean you have to pay for it it's five bucks but that's nothing Nothing. um not too bad and uh it's it's so worth it, especially to play on our favorite system. But this is a game that I always heard about. Not always, but like, you know, the past few months, it's been like really trendy and, and popular and stuff. And I was like, what is this about? And, you know, I looked into it and it sounded really interesting. The concept of it just seems really fun and unique and and uh, I don't know, just a, a cool thing to have people connected. And for it to be on Switch is just uh, it, it's it's perfect. It's exactly what I need right now. It's what everyone needs. But I actually this past weekend I was with a friend and he taught me how to uh, play. Sp- uh, what am I saying? Uh, uh, Among Us. He taught me how to play Among Us, and we had the best time. And it's it's really not that hard. You just gotta play around a little bit, and it, it is such a frantic, crazy, awesome game. I highly highly recommend it to everyone it's it's so much fun um but some other games that they announced uh include spelunky one and two these are games that people have been wanting on the switch for years now and they are finally here both of them which a lot of people did not expect these are amazing platformers um 
they're 2D platformers and they're just like super high quality. Um, there's also Cyber Shadow, a game that we've heard about for a few years, and uh, Yacht Club Games, the makers of Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. They're helping. Uh, I don't know if they're the helping develop it. What's that? Is it that ninja game they were working on? Yes. Yeah, like the robot ninja game. So cool. two of the best things ever together at one. <laughs> and robots and, and uh, Yeah. And I mean, if you have the Shovel Knight people making it, like it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, another phenomenal uh, uh, series, uh, platforming series. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequel that a lot of people have been waiting for for like, what, 15 years now we finally get it um and grindstone this is a game i don't know too much about but i know it's like a very quirky puzzle game and it's super super popular on like all the those other platforms and i just hear people just raving about it so now that's going to be on switch soon and then then there's the weird ones that i didn't even get into like the weird ones that nobody's heard of and some of them are like the coolest, craziest, dumbest, funniest things I've ever seen in my life. There's a cat fighting game, and it just looks ridiculous. There's like a valet parking game. Um, I could go on and on. Yeah. One that I just saw before we started recording was called, I think it was Shady Part of Me, and it is probably the best trailer I've ever seen in my life for a video game. It's like, um, I don't know if you guys remember the game... Uh, Lost in Shadow for Wii. I don't. But it's a, okay, it's it's like a platformer that kind of plays with like the silhouette of your your shadow. Yeah. Just kind of plays with that. Um, this takes that, or at least seems to be taking that, and just takes it to a whole new level. And uh, it just it looks so cool. Anyway, um, other things well, I'm right about. Watch the direct. What's that? I said now I don't need to watch the direct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, still watch it. There's there's some really it. funny, cool stuff. I want to see. Um, yeah. How long was but, it? Uh, oh, it's short. It's like 20 minutes. Oh, that's decent. I think that's. I yeah. think that's for an indie direct. That's really that's good quality. I think. Yeah. For regular first party, I'd be very sad, but regular, right. yeah. Exactly. And it's like there's a lot of different trailers, so it's like you don't have to listen to someone explain their really weird, <laughs> bizarre <laughs> concept for 20 minutes, you know? Those are the worst. Like, yeah, I just, you know, I, good for you. I'm glad that you put that much thought into it, but yeah. I'll play it and I'll see for myself. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think we've been, we, we've recorded since Sephiroth. Well, however you say his name, oh, yeah. Sephiroth got announced for Smash, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. He looks kind of cool. I uh, I wish he had something besides a sword, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> really long sword, so that's better. Right. Or sure. worse. Oh. Yeah. Work. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's better than Steve. No offense to Minecraft fans, but better than our Fire Emblem um, character. Right. Hey, what's the there heck? You go. <laughs> <laughs> Not in front of her guests, Jacob. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap this up. But I've been playing Henry Hatsworth uh, for DS. Uh, jumped back into Klonoa for Game Boy Advance. Love that game. Plan to beat it soon. Uh, picked up Indivisible and Shantae and the Seven Sirens today for Switch. Nice. And I finally got my Joy-Con back. So after three months, my Switch is now one complete system. <laughs> So, so I'm gonna be yep. you're gonna be ticked if that thing like messes up again. Oh, I'm, uh, oh, I'm oh. 
Don't even send that out into the universe. Like, <laughs> on I can't process that right now. Yeah. Well, anyway, cool. So that, well, myself, um, like I said, I've been really busy, so I guess I can radical. I mean, radical Rex about it is that I've been busy. So when I'm busy, when I'm particularly busy outside my regular job, that means I'm making more money on my end. So just been really busy with catering and and taking control of that role, which I, I I'm proud of. So I'm glad to have something with some purpose. And not just feel like a worker bee at a deli store. And, uh, you know, so I'm happy with that. Um, and uh, I've just gotten more and more into the Christmas spirit, you know, from starting out from how what the year was like for me. I really didn't think I'd do anything for Christmas. I didn't think I'd have a tree or put anything up. And I've slowly bought more and more. And I've been excited. I made stockings for the kids and I last weekend. And we put glue and glitter. And it was really fun. And. Um, so I'm just excited. I've been able to just have the money for them and for my girlfriend and her daughter. And, um, I still have to get a kitty. That's the biggest thing. I have to get a kitty this week is the goal. I got to find a good one, man. I just haven't been happy with the ones I've seen and the ones I want are already gone, like in a heartbeat. So, um, I gotta, I, I gotta do it this week. So I'm, I'm good and excited for Christmas. It's literally 10 days away as of today. So that's cool. Um, what else am I radical rexing about? I know there's stuff I'm radical rexing about. Um, I mean, I thought Sephiroth coming to Smash it was cool. I like the representation more. Um, I, I mean, I've never actually played that game, um, but I think it's cool. He's a very iconic. To me, I think he's probably like the main iconic villain that you think of when you think of Final Fantasy, and that's cool that he's in sure. Smash. That's he's like the Bowser of Final Fantasy, even though every game is different. That's the most popular one, you know, so that's cool. I liked having I, I thought the trailer was awesome and seeing Banjo and Kazooie in it and have them having reactions, reactions. Just like, man, it just makes you want a Banjo Kazooie game so bad in HD. It's like, what are they waiting for? Just let I mean, I feel like Nintendo is teasing Microsoft. Like, hey, look what we can do with these characters. Just let us do it. You know, um, that that's the best part of the direct right there is just them moving around i mean that was cool um so what what else um not much i mean i'm really oh i know like i'm really you can talk about gaming wise i've put pretty much all my gaming on hold um just because i'm one focusing on school a little bit more and finishing up before christmas and which when you do online college it's like you get like the week of Christmas off for your break and that's it. Um, but I'm, um, I know I'm getting a nice television for Christmas and it's going to be bigger and it's going to be very updated and, and, and the way the picture and everything, it's like an LG nano cell. That's what it's called. 55 inches. So, um, I was in the middle of playing Ori, the sequel game and I love it, but I, it's such a beautiful game. I decided I just want to like stop playing it until i get my new tv because i just want to see the art and everything in that game blown up on my new tv that's supposed to make the color look amazing so i'm really excited about that um outside of that you know life is just going by one day at a time just a little bit of college a little bit of work loving my kids and my girlfriend and her daughter so good deeds good deal right there but so, uh, guys, um, 
Abby, before we get into our topic at hand, we do have a voicemail that we had um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we weren't able to get to it last week due to our, it being our music episode and just totally music focused. So I want to go ahead and play the voicemail now, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, respond. What's going on, NOS crew? This is Isaac. It's been a while. I just wanted to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, been a crazy year. I don't think there's anything more that can be said that hasn't already been said, but I really look forward to you guys' episode. It's been uh, one of those years, like many people, I was actually laid off from my job, and that's when I would listen to you guys. And as crazy as it sounds, after I was off of work, I was not able to listen to the episodes as much. Uh, when I was at work, it was kind of tedious, repetitive work, so it was great to listen to. Made the day go quicker. But uh, thankfully here recently, just got a new job, so had a lot of backlog episodes to go through. So wanted to give a shout-out to you guys. Really appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, really enjoyed Super Metroid versus Metroid Prime. That was a really great uh, debate. I'm one of those that I will take either or. If you want, uh, you know, 2D, you got Super Metroid. If you want the 3D, Metroid Prime is the way to go. But um, I also wanted to say I finally bit the bullet, finally got myself a Switch back in January, and I couldn't be more happier, actually, because after that, there was a bunch of Switches that were sold out. You couldn't find them anywhere, and, of course, the pandemic happened. So um, lots of games I've been going through. Appreciate you guys' feedback, how you guys incorporate not only older games, but also the newer games. So, uh, again, just keep up the good work, guys. Really appreciate it. Just want to give you guys a shout-out. You guys take care. Yeah, Isaac, thank you. That like One of my favorite things is hearing people's voicemails. So thank you very much for reaching out and, and sharing that with us. Um, you know, I'm really, really, really sorry that you were laid off. You know, I, I can totally relate to that. My job situation was very strange when, when the pandemic hit. Um, but I am also uh, thrilled that you have a new job and hopefully that's much better and, and you're just in a better situation. Hopefully it's a better opportunity. But um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for reaching out. Um, trying to think of the things that he touched on. Um, what, what were some things that he mentioned? I forgot. <laughs> we talked about um, how he's able to catch up now that he has a job again, which is ironic. How he wasn't able to listen much when he didn't have a job, but now that he has a job again, he's can. I totally get that because the reason I ever yeah. got into podcasting is because I had a job where I was just doing a bunch of work and could listen to podcasts. You know. So, so. Jacob, is it part of your job, or do you get paid by Nintendo? to sell more switches. Hey, you did it to him. You did it to me. Right, let's, we both let's got a switch like the beginning of this year. Take him out. He knows too much. Yeah. <laughs> what? But yeah, dude, Isaac, I'm so glad you uh, were able to jump on the bandwagon and have some fun. There's a lot of sweet games out there. Oh, so many. Yeah. I still yeah. have games stacked up here for Brad that I've been saving for him. It took Brad like three years to finally jump on and he finally has the switch, but I, I see, I still got his games. He finally is playing undertale and Mario yeah, maker too. So <laughs> I got him those and let him catch up a little bit. And I got some more games for him, but 
Nice. Yeah, if, uh, to Isaac, if you need any recommendations, you know, just go to our Facebook group and, and ask for some. I, I will be the very first person, hopefully, to uh, to reply because I have so many recommendations. The Switch is like mm-hmm. the best system ever as far as like variety and quality goes. It's just there's so, sure. so much. There's something for everyone. And it's not just that there's something for everyone, but there's many things for everyone and many things of great quality, too. So um, I hope that you have a great time exploring all the different titles available. For sure. Um, I mean, if I could recommend one game for it, um, I mean, I don't know what you're into, Isaac, but if you want Nintendo strictly, I would say get uh, you got to get Mario Odyssey. I think it's one of the best games on the Switch. Um, and I, of course, the list goes on. There's so many good ones, but yeah, Mario Odyssey. If you want an indie game, um, get Undertale, hands down. And then, if you want a third party work together with a Nintendo game, get Mario and Rabbids, which is just another fantastic game. And my, those, those from me. But um, yeah, those are good picks. Animal Crossing. I mean, you're not quarantined anymore, and I don't know if you're into that game. But I, I don't like. I never have really liked Animal Crossing, but because of quarantine, I did. I bought it digitally. It's like, what the heck? I'm doing nothing, so I did. And um, I can tell you, I put I put over 200 some hours into it when I was quarantined. Now that I'm not quarantined, I'm busy again. I have no time for that game. I don't even want to go back because I don't want to look at the cockroaches in my house and I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to clean up all the weeds around my island. So it's, it's probably really scary. It's probably like Jurassic Park if I went back in there. But it was fun for when I had the life situation for it. But um, Isaac, uh, he asked us a question at the end, too. He said, how do we balance playing new games and playing old games? Mm. Uh, Chris, uh, I think I know your answer. You, you just don't. Do you? <laughs> I was like, oh, can you please please answer for me? Um, no, I I kind of play like a little bit of everything at the same time just to kind of keep all of the experiences fresh in a way, if that makes sense. So like if I'm going to play Luigi's Mansion 3 and I'm on this level that's just like really annoying me, I'll just switch to like a retro game and kind of uh, play with that. And then when I get stuck on something like that, I kind of bounce back to, uh, uh, you know, either another game or back to Luigi's Mansion. So um, I, I feel like bouncing around is is more for me. Some people like to like really commit, but um uh, and I, I rarely beat games, so I don't know if I'm the best person to listen to, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just like playing a little bit of everything. I feel like variety is the spice of life. And, uh, um, yeah, I like to play like one game of each system and kind of bounce around. So I've Klonoa for Game Boy Advance going right now, Henry Hatsworth for DS, uh, Dragon Quest eight for three DS and, uh, Luigi's Mansion three for switch. I also think that like a variety of genres is good too. Um, Yeah. That's my take. Brad, do you even play any old games or is it just pretty much when you can get the switch now? <laughs> so it definitely uh, varies. I um not nearly as big of a gamer as uh, my, the uh, hosts here, <laughs> but um, I definitely for sure. Like if I have a game that I like, I put it in a place that I can find it again. And I'll tell you more often than not, like I've gone back when I'm just like having like a weekend break with a friend or my brother, we'll just like 
pick out some crazy old random game yeah. like i remember like last summer my brother and i found like roller coaster tycoon <laughs> for the pc oh gosh i remember and that. then like we remember playing it as kids and then my yeah. brother was like i'm an adult let's google and figure out how to actually beat the game and he kind of <laughs> broke it he could calculate out how all the stuff would work and it was awesome nice um but it's just like, I don't know, after you like drop it for a couple of years and pick it back up and you're older and you can actually figure things out, yeah. it's kind of a, a new game. Absolutely. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I'd say for myself, I kind of, it's honestly, it's kind of based on just what I'm feeling. Um, I, for a while there, I was having a real bad habit of just constantly playing old games and not playing anything new and trying new experiences and you can thank our artist for the show kyle martin he always rides me for playing old stuff <laughs> i i mean I, I played donkey kong country too probably back in like 2016 over maybe i probably beat it twice in one year like i was just oh wow at, yeah i was just i played i got the game boy advance version and then i got the super nintendo cart of it so and they're a little different but i played through them both at like the same time so it was kind of like the switch before it actually came out, I was like playing the game boy Advance version at work. And then I was playing the home console version at home. Um, but, uh, so I love to play games that are old when I'm really like one where there's nothing new to play. If there's nothing right. new to me that excites me, there's always something new to play. People are buying stuff all the time on the switch switches, ESOP, and that's not me. You know, and I only play one system too. So if there's not a game that's like really intriguing me, um, and I just want a game, that's when I like to pull out my stash and I like to play like, like I got Banjo Kazooie over here that I'm, I'm replaying slowly, not all the time, but just go play it and start. I it's so funny actually because you guys remember like being a kid and like it would have been blasphemy, the end of the world if you erased your file. Like you had yep. all hundred stars, oh. hundred twenty yep. stars, what? or whatever, and everything collected. You, you, if you ever got a race, it was like you were ticked off. It's so yep. funny because, like, I go back when I when I'm when I'm ready to yeah. replay a game, I just erase it all. I'm like, all right, let's start over. And right. uh, um, that's what that you know. That's just kind of how I approach it. Um, mm -hmm. If I just really get in the mood and there's nothing new to play, I'll, I'll play old games. Um, but I kind of have to be in the mood. I, I don't like uh, – besides that, if I am, I'm just poking around. I like to show games off to people, like, who haven't played old games or something like that. Like, especially with, like, my kids or my girlfriend, Lindsay. Like, we've been, like, demoing a bunch of games. And so, like, I'll go back and we'll start a file together and we'll play through a little bit here and there. And uh, that's fun, too. So, I mean, that's kind of how I balance it out. If I have a brand-new game, like – I get, I'm getting Age of Calamity for Christmas. I'm just going to play it constantly all the time. So I probably won't play any old games while I have that. But yeah, that's how I do it. So another uh, two more things I'd like to add. I don't know if you guys do this because I apparently I'm a psychopath and I make lists of games that I have and put them in order of which ones I should play next. <laughs> so uh, if that helps you, feel free to do that. Um, just don't tell people because they'll think you're insane like me. Um, <laughs> but also um, it's also one great thing about especially gaming these days is that the switch is pretty versatile and yeah. like if you if you're playing a game on the TV and you're just like, oh, I like this game, but like, I just need to change 
like where I'm playing this. Just like take your switch with you, play it in a different room on like the couch and, um, you know, just kind of play around with like a different setting. It's, there's something about that just kind of, it kind of makes it interesting. Like, uh, I'll play Kanoa on, on Game Boy Advance and I'll be like, oh, I'm so frustrated, but I still want to keep playing, but I'm annoyed. So I'll play it on the Game Boy player on the GameCube and like put it on the TV. And there's just something about that just that just kind of makes it a more fresh experience. So I don't know, try mixing it up that way if, if that helps. But yeah. But going back to your memory card thing, Jacob, uh, uh, my one memory card, you know that white memory card for the GameCube that has like all the memory you could ever need? Mm-hmm. Um, my entire memory card got corrupted. So uh, so all my save files for all my games got deleted. Smash Melee, you no. name it. Like 1080, I found that out today too. 1080 snowboarding, but that's, that's okay. I'm gonna. This a memory card from your past, like your when yep. actual GameCube oh. days. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, man, that's awful. Yeah. How do they even I mean, get corrupted? How does that even happen? I believe it's from um, if you play your. A GameCube games in the Wii. There's something about that transition of putting the GameCube memory card in the Wii and wow. then maybe back in the GameCube where it's just like, oh, I can't process this, so I'm just going to corrupt your memories. So sorry wow. about it. Thanks yeah. a lot, Nintendo. You suck. Yeah. Yeah, not really, but <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to play them, you know, and like I'm fine with starting over because I don't remember anything really anyway. So it's um, fun to come back to games like just way later on because, like you guys said, it's a brand new experience. You forget stuff. It's why it's like why I like to do with TV shows. I won't watch a TV show. once I finish it. I won't I won't watch it for five or so more years. And then like I rewatch it all from the start. And it's like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about this or that that happened. And, and you get to relive that experience a little bit. So uh, same with games. Absolutely. Same yeah. with games. Totally. Yeah. Well, guys, we've uh, we've we've talked a lot, um, which is not shocking, uh, especially when I'm talking a lot. But um, we have a wonderful topic on, at hand for this week, a game we have not talked about yet, um, and it comes from the N64 days. And uh, due to all of the, there's really no snow here right now, unfortunately. But due to the time of the year, you think of snow a lot, um, being so close to Christmas and uh, well, this week is all about a wonderful game made by Nintendo called 1080. Did you know that Nintendo, before everyone else was doing 1080, Nintendo did it first, back in the 64 days. Um, see, that was a terrible joke, see? <laughs> that was a joke? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> That's awful, Jake. I thought you were just telling us that. <laughs> you know, like everyone's like 1080 graphics, you know, HD graphics. Nintendo did 1080 uh, first, uh, and Nintendo, whatever, uh, whatever. whatever. Um, I don't know if they ever quite. Well, the game originally released in 1998, February 28th in Japan, and then it came, but it, um, 
came to America in April 1st of 1998. Um, the game's all about snowboarding, and it was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. How wild is that, guys? I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what. When I think of um, Nintendo, especially Shigeru Miyamoto, I don't think of him making a sport game. Not at all. Like, you think of Mario, you think of Zelda, you think of Pikmin. You don't think of a, a snowboarding game. Um, so I thought, I always found that interesting that this is made by Nintendo. Just like Wave Rave was, was made by Nintendo, they don't typically make those style of games. Um, but when Nintendo wants to do something themselves, they do it. And um, But before we talk about the game, um, I want to talk about our original nostalgic memories. Uh, I mean, I can recap mine real fast. Typically, I mean, it wasn't until I met Brad. Brad just had this game, and out of the random bits of games that we would just throw in, we would put this one in from time to time and just have some fun with it and just screw around. I don't ever remember playing the game very, like, seriously, like trying to beat the story mode campaign or whatever and and being the best. But I, I know I was never good at it, uh, but Brad was way better than me. And uh, that's really all my nostalgic memories. I never owned it. Um, I probably borrowed it from brad here and there i'm, I'm positive i did I always was borrowing games back then but um so but uh brad since you are our guest why don't you tell us your original nostalgic memories for this game yeah dude i uh i love this game so um i, I definitely uh got it just because of the whole snowboarding vibe and uh personally i like to snow ski but uh that's not quite as cool for a video game. Um, so we got this instead, and it was just a blast. I mean, it was kind of a, a nice little typical race game where you go down. Um, definitely helps, and you'll always beat your friend if you know where the shortcuts and they don't. Um, but yeah, it was like really cool um from what i remember you got like a little bonus of like maybe glowing a little bit after you did so many tricks and make you go faster um it was not just like a campaign of racing down um different mountain courses there are also like um terrain parks that you could uh try and do the most tricks kind of like almost like a pseudo tony hawk type game um as well as like go through the um the little flags or the obstacle courses um which actually like surprisingly that's where you like unlock the coolest stuff was hmm. not in the main game it was in these side games and like as a kid i remember once we figured that out Oh my goodness, the rest of the game was so easy. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, one snowboard when you can unlock the uh the rocket. The rocket into yeah, rocket you, snowboard? You snowboard on a rocket and you go super fast. <laughs> and it just makes the game so easy. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, Great. for sure. Definitely never love when there, you, so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, trust me, me too. But uh I love That's when games include yeah. like 
Yeah, I love when games include silly, ridiculous things like that. Oh, just no. makes the whole experience worth it. You oh, know? No. oh, yeah. There's I, a paintbrush I, and a penguin. and What? <laughs> the rocket oh, kicks man. butt, though. Was it the N64 penguin? Because that would have been cool. From Mario I think Kobe. it might have been. Mario. And then there was like an old NES controller, Nintendo oh, controller, that you could snowboard on. I didn't cool. realize when I was a kid that this was that it was like made by Nintendo directly. You know, I don't I don't think I realized that because most of the sporting yeah. games weren't. They like Tony right. Hawk wasn't. You know, it was made by Activision. Um, Chris, what about your nostalgic memories for the game? What do you originally remember about it? So this is a game that I didn't get until last year. Oh. This is a game that I always wanted, and it's just a game that I needed for my collection. And, like, I'm very nostalgic for 1080 Avalanche. That is my game. So I needed to know what it was like before, you know, that game came out. Like, what are its roots and stuff? And it's really cool to see, like, how much of the game they brought to the GameCube and 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 just like how impressive the game was at the time. Um, I think it's, it's something that like really stood out to me is that, like you said, Jacob, it's a very unusual title for Nintendo to make, especially like Miyamoto and, and, you know, that development team. Um, but I think it's, it, it makes sense if you think about it because, you know, Nintendo makes games with gameplay in mind. And what makes this game so unique is that it's not just a racing game. It's a game where, like, you have to work harmoniously with the terrain itself. And so this wasn't possible on, you know, the NES or Super NES. You have this, like, bumpy 3D terrain and... If you want to win the race, it's not just about going fast and like, you know, turning around the corner faster than your than your opponent. You have to work with the ground that's constantly changing and adapt like your player's body movement with that so that like the momentum keeps going. So I just think it's really interesting and kind of ties in with like wave race in an interesting way, because, you know, with wave race, you do that with the water here. You do that with the snow and like this mountainous terrain. So um, it, it's just really interesting and, um, and, and really cool how, uh, I, I mean, another thing that really stood out to me is like just how amazing the animation is like the, the body movement in the game is so fluid, um, and like just seeing them react to the ground. So it's just a really interesting concept. It's not just a silly, you know, get to the end kind of game. It's like, you, if you want to get to the end, you got to be good and really anticipate the ground that you're about to to work with. Um, so it's it's not just some simple simple racing game. It's a lot more complex like that. So I actually I had a little bit of trouble uh, with this game because it, it's 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 not too forgiving, um, especially with like lands. I don't know if uh, you guys can vouch for that. Like oh, I yep. just had so much. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You're yeah, totally right. Okay, thanks. I, w I was like, I need to look this up and and hear from other people if it's not just me. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, it's, were, it's a great game, but that's that's the hard part. There there were definitely some tricks, and this was kind of one of those games where like you played it as a little kid, and I put it down for a couple years and played it again when I was a little bit smarter, and like started looking things up and figuring it out. Cause, all of a sudden we had the internet and realizing that it's just like, Oh, Hey, if you want to beat this, use this person because they're way better at turning. And right. it's like, not just a little thing. It's like, they're way better at it. Um, versus like 
this you kind of have to use this guy if you like aren't super competitive but want to win the race because he's faster you can't yeah. use the other person because they're slow yeah. um it's just like the different stats that they have and really kind of figuring out because i mean some of the guys are really fast but like if you jump in the air they don't always land well mm. right um, exactly and I'm finding out like it's it, there's like little tricks to to help you with that. Like you, I guess you press the Z button right before you mm-hmm. land. Um, yep. So I'm gonna go back and, and give that. that a try. But it's a, it's a really cool. Um, like like the more I play, the more I'm like I need to master this. Like I'm so bad at it, but I know there's so much here, and I want to get good at it because like I just I, I want to challenge my my skills at this game because it's 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 so there's something so addicting to it. I don't know. I just love it. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I just remember I, I always remember like the it's like they're in the 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 ski cabin lodge. That's like the hub area where all the characters are hanging out and just chilling. And it's just like I just remember always trying to pick the coolest looking dude with like the yep. coolest outfit. And then you can like cut change the color of your board, right? Can't you like make it like blue or yellow or yeah. whatever you can cut different stats too yeah i i didn't know that i was just picking off of what looked the coolest to me <laughs> exactly that's what you do when you're a kid <laughs> you know, I yeah no and idea. once again jacob you picked the coolest but i don't think that guy was anywhere near the fastest he was but no. he kind of worked out for you though because he had like the best acceleration so every time he fell he could uh, get going faster again the guy like in the white was he like in white or something i think so he's like Uh-oh. the main dude by the couch yeah, yeah. or something yeah he's like on the cover of the of the game so yeah. i need to rebuy it and i do need it i love to recollect oh i see i'm not one of those dudes that wants to like collect every n64 game or every game i just want to collect the ones that i had interactions with today yeah. one of the ones i have not rebought yet um i'll get to it eventually and it's first, cheap yeah, it's pretty cheap. I never played Avalanche on GameCube, and I really want to. Um, I really want to play it. So um, I don't know how much that is, but yeah, you I'd really be- need to. You would love that game. Good. Yeah. Well, it was a good sequel. I, I will. S- I'd like to touch on the uh, the graphics and the sound. So, yeah. like, I really like the music in in both of these games, um, but. It's something that's just so cool to me and I still can't like understand how they were able to do it. I just think it's so cool. It's such a small thing, but like when you're going down the mountain, your clothes are like blowing in the wind. Oh, and it's just, it's so cool. (laughs) It's such a subtle touch, but it's like crazy that the N64 can process it. Like while you're like, I don't know. I just, I can't process it while I'm playing the game. I'm like, Oh my God, what an advance. And then I think Uh, there's like, when you start crouching or you go downhill at like a really steep point, like not only do you, you feel that, but like the camera zooms in and like, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I'm going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And like, it has those like warp speed lines, at least the sequel does. I don't remember if the original does, but it's, I, I think it does where it's like those lines that make you, it look like wind is just rushing past you and yeah. like super sonic speed guy. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It does 
it, it really plays with these like visual tricks to to make you think that you're going really fast or that mm. you're on this massive grand mountain overlooking a lake and even though like in the background it's probably just like a picture like a jpeg of like a right. uh, picture that some guy made but like just the way that they have all these angles set up on this system that can't really process too much is just like fascinating how they gave us that experience of being at the top of a mountain overlooking this like grand uh you know nature's scenic area and it's just like this very pretty picture for you know the n64 the pretty yeah. environment rather so yeah yeah and on top of that there's like a lot of different like really different and varied environments to where it's like some are like kind of full some have you like actually going through town some are mm. at night and it's not just like this i don't know like you go skiing it's like oh hey it's it's all white it's downhill right you can't oh, see right. no this is like super interactive you have to go through woods there's one where at the end you like finish in the, like the middle of the town with a giant mario ice sculpture and i don't yeah, remember just a lot a lot of cool stuff going on oh wait that's in the uh, original the mario sculpture i think it is because i know that either that or sequel, i'm thinking of so. avalanche I yeah, get the that's two definitely, mixed up because I love them that's, both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I I love Avalanche. Um, I, I want to okay. comment real quick on kind of in my nostalgic mind um, because sure. I actually – I always kind of felt like this game competed against Tony Hawk. I like Brad mentioned Tony Hawk earlier, and I just feel like there was a lot of similarities. Of like, which sport is cooler? Um, at least to me, back in the day, and like it was like trying to sell you on which one was the cooler one because they both had really kind of like the same build. Like I felt like it's based around doing a lot of tricks, especially with the half pipe and the snowboarding. Because I remember doing that a lot, Brad. Uh, yeah. Where, doing a lot of tricks and i felt just like a lot of the movements felt very similar to tony hawk and then not to mention the music like even though tony hawk has a way more iconic soundtrack than 1080 uh 1080 definitely tried to go for this rock and roll i mean it sounds so bad on the 60 <laughs> i was listening to, yeah. some, I was listening to some, <laughs> some music for our last episode Potentially putting it in there, <laughs> it's terrible. But um, I just felt like a lot of comparisons between the two. Um, did you guys feel that way? Uh, did you do you think of Tony Hawk a lot uh, when you play this game, or do you think it's just so far removed from that it never really crossed your mind? One I mean, inspired the other, I think. Yeah, I, I would think there's similarities, but at the same time, it's like uh, in its heart. Um, this is definitely a racing game where Tony Hawk wasn't, um, yeah. at least for the main campaign. Yeah. Um, now when you do get into like the tricks, they're like kind of little things to where it's like, you're kind of all downhill. So like you don't really ever stop. Uh, it just keeps going. And if you fall, you just press the forward button. They do the little jump and you get going like, max speed again somehow right yeah i think like tony hawk it's all about doing as many tricks as you can and doing the best 
coolest looking tricks and stuff and just having like uh you know the highest points or whatever whereas with 1080 it's like try to get some tricks in while you're uh in the middle of a race and get first place and Mm. don't stop like your momentum at all so Mm. uh two very different approaches i think so one tony hawk's based on tricks and 1080 you know like brad said is like tricks sprinkled into a, a racing game well, it looks like Tony Hawk came out after this game, too. So maybe Tony Hawk took some inspiration from 1080. Who knows? Yeah. Tony Hawk, what, the control eventually for they made a game somewhere. where it was like racing downhill, I think, on Tony Hawk. I Like, they were like street racing in the in the streets. Way later, like, I think it was like Wii U, Xbox 360 days. But um, uh, okay. okay. Anyway, so that was just my, I was just curious about your thoughts on that. Um, but yeah. I, spilling over into avalanche here what were you going to say on that chris i mean so much (laughs) i just i love 1080 avalanche with all of my heart like whenever i think of the gamecube like yeah i think of metroid prime and all those heavy hitters but there's just something so special to me about avalanche it's just so unlike anything else on the system and it it just really bugs me that more people don't talk about it more i just think it's such a excellent quality title for what it is Mm -hmm. and i just remember like i don't know critics at the time were like kind of harping on uh you know the graphics saying like oh it doesn't look good and like i love it i think it looks phenomenal and um you know this this game didn't sell as well as the original 1080 at least i imagine because there was a lot more competition you know 1080 started this whole market of like snowboarding and skateboarding and like punky games and you know 1080 came out after uh, you know, SSX3, which was all you know, a pretty big competitor at the time, and this was also after Mario Kart Double Dash and F Zero GX. So there's also these other really excellent, well-loved racing games. So it was a, a pretty tough, uh, you know, marketing environment for for uh, for 1080. So I, I hope that it comes back in some form, but I'm not really crossing my fingers. But um, for me personally, like my nostalgia for this game comes down to like when i got this game i was super depressed like insanely clinically just super down on life hated everything and just miserable and there was just something about this game where you know you're at the top of a mountain and you're just hanging out and going down the mountain and there's like this really great music playing and you're just looking at these beautiful environments that are interacting as you're going down the mountain like you'll you'll go down and like there's a train passing by with like a hawk going right over your head and it's just like this really beautiful um combination of things that just makes it this like zen experience so um yeah i I think brad you you might have some experience with this game i know jacob doesn't as much um yeah yeah so what are your thoughts on 1080 avalanche so i loved it i i also remember that it kind of got like harped on like the graphics and stuff but like i'm also older and like no it's like man snow is not easy to do graphics on or all these like wintry trees um but it it took what it previously did and just like built upon it made it better it made like instead of like a more quickie game this was like a full big game with tons of stuff to do 
lots of maps, lots of hidden shortcuts from what I remember. Um, I had an absolute blast going through it. And I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And like, as a kid, I didn't understand. I was like, man, why, why don't people like this? This is so cool. You get both a racing game and a trick game in one, but it's kind of like not the best of either of the markets. It was just kind of this weird combination in between, but it's like, I loved it. It was so much fun. Every time I was just like, man, I want to go down those mountains myself. Right. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Cause like the levels that you race down, they kind of like tell this story and make you think about what it's like to live there. Even though a lot of them are completely nonsensical and no one should live in some of those, but, um, (laughs) but it's just, it's really cool. And like some things like a story almost unfolds as you're going down too. like, uh, unless I'm misremembering, but I think you like, you're going down and like, you know, there's this really beautiful train that passes you. And then shortly after like gets derailed. Am I right? Or is am I thinking of a different game um but there might be I one I, I mean i know that like 1080 avalanche you get to like that i want to say it was like the final level of each world and yeah. there was like an avalanche behind you and literally yep. if you're not fast enough you don't make it to the end yep which was just that like so awesome and yeah. like really hit like we talked about earlier of like all the different things they do to like build up your adrenaline Mm -hmm. um that i mean that's what i loved about this game right and it's like it's just so genius on their part because if they're you know trying to make a sequel to a snowboarding game how amazing is it to be like hey let's work with avalanches it doesn't get any more epic than that when it comes to a snowboarding game and like no other game as far as i know incorporates avalanches and does it nearly as well if they do um because when that happens you are terrified it is so convincing that there is an avalanche happening all around you like it's your your vision is blurry you the rumble is going crazy on the screen it says danger and you see the avalanche around you and like it's knocking down things as you're going down the mountain so that rock that was just behind you well now it's in front of you because the avalanche brought it right back mm-hmm. um it, it's just this crazy roller coaster ride and it's like you you just know in your mind like i can't screw up or else i'm gonna die i have to start this all over again so you have to be perfect and it's just like you don't even care if you die because you just want to play it over and over again so sure. i just <laughs> i love it i love the avalanche parts it's just so close clever and so much fun and you know no other game plays uh, or has a mode anything near near as similar to that well i mean to merge the games here together i mean it, that game exists because the first game sold so well i mean it at the time in in the united states it sold 817 units which earned up to 40.9 million dollars in revenues by the end of 1998 for nintendo which made it the seventh uh best selling game um in the country for the n64 and but ultimately that game went over to sell 1,230 units in the united states (laughs) and only over 23,000 in japan um but uh japan apparently does not care about snowboarding yeah um, yeah. But it sold a lot. I mean, back then, if you broke a million units, it was a big deal. 
I mean, it was a really big deal in the 90s and early 2000s for sure. So that's how yeah. I got the sequel. Um, but it the sequel actually was originally proposed as an N64 game. Like it was supposed to be on the Nintendo 64. Oh, it's true. Then it got pushed back to being, we're going to move this over to the GameCube. How wild is that? Yeah. And actually, now that I think of it, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I remember when, you know, the GameCube was first announced and they showed all these games that were being developed for it. This is one of the ones that they showed off. But I remember, you know, the first game is called, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the first Wave Race for GameCube is called Wave Race Blue Storm. And this was called initially, at least, 1080 White Storm. Um, but I guess they switched it to Avalanche to make it a little more edgy. But uh, yeah, I just remembered that now. Um, wow. But yeah, it is cool that they kind of like mirror each other, like the Wave Race and, and 1080 games. It's cool that they kind of bounce off of each other. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same development teams, honestly, just simply because they, they use a lot of physics and like that's what the game is based around. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, yeah. But do you guys have any like favorite areas from uh, either of these games? No. Um, (laughs) I didn't play it enough to have a favorite area, honestly, but Brad probably does. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. um, I don't know which game it was on, but the one where you finish in the town with the Mario sculpture, there's like a shortcut where you could like bust through one of the buildings Yes, and you'd be like in the restaurant and just totally bust out <laughs> right into the finish line. Yep, which that's is exactly what I was so going to say. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's like cool. the ending yes. you always want. That's um, exactly. <laughs> it's like a really bad like Mission Impossible scene or something. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> um, there was that, and then um, oh shoot. I know there was like one, I think it was on the N64 that like, I just, I remember because it gave me so much trouble in the fact that like there were no shortcuts in the level. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, crap, I've got to compete against the computer on a level playing grounds. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I can't cheat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first game doesn't have as many uh, shortcuts and, and um, you know, Easter eggs in that way. But um, yes. I, I think, yeah, I think one of them was on like the avalanche. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you, uh, maybe uh, there was one on the first game that I know of because I remember losing. And of course, they pair you whenever you play that level, they pair you with the character that's the fastest. Right. Um, and then one of the avalanche levels was like always tough because it just lacked shortcuts. Great, yeah. I was uh, I, apparently um, I found out like right before we were recording because I was playing it a little bit too. Uh, this game does incorporate cheat codes, uh, avalanche. I mean, oh, nice. so you are yeah. able to put in a cheat code and play the avalanche levels, which I think is awesome. And people should bring big, bring back cheat codes, in my opinion. Ah, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, and that that level, the it's like the last avalanche level. That's a tough one. 
That is yeah. insanely hard, but it's so much fun too. It's just wild. Um, but I, yeah, the, the level that you mentioned where you go through the restaurant is just, there's something so satisfying about that, about having a waiter, like walk around holding something and you're just like, Nope, <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> get out of my way. I'm going to win this race. Yeah. Don't you see you're in the middle of a race? <laughs> um, and then there's another one in Avalanche where it's like a tree logging area. And it's like you have to kind of weave through the assembly line of like the, the, the trees, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the, like the factory or whatever. That was a really fun one. Um, yeah, I just I, I just love the the creativity with the, the types of levels that especially in Avalanche, like it's not just like you going down a mountain. It's you going down a mountain where people are living and there's like little societies and businesses and you kind of like work around that. Um, yeah. And like you go in, into the uh, the parking garage for the Mario sculpture one um, and you kind of yeah. go down this like long, curvy you know, parking garage. So it's just, just fun little details like that, that kind of flesh out that, that world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we, I think this would be a good way to start to round out the episode here. Um, obviously Nintendo hasn't done anything with this franchise. They stopped. Um, the last time we had any life in it was 2008 was when they brought it to the, the Wii virtual console. And, um, we haven't seen anything. There's not been a remake. There's not been a re-release on like a 3DS or anything like that. Um, do you think Nintendo's done with this? Done with like, it's the same thing with Wave Race. There's nothing on Wave Race. Or do you think this is something of once Nintendo has had regular big success again that they would come back out with it? Honestly, they missed a good opportunity back in the Wii days with that Wii balance board. Could you imagine using your Wii balance board to snowboard? In the oh, game? my goodness. Like, well, the, I don't know if you guys remember, SSX Blur was a thing. Um, if you know the SSX franchise, they had SSX Blur for the Wii, where instead of the balance board, you use the Wii remote. So I think like you, the way that you held the Wii remote, it kind of like mimicked what you would be doing. Or I'm sorry, the opposite way. However you held the Wii remote, that would mimic what you're doing on a snowboard or whatever I'm trying to say. Um, but um, I, it got good reviews, but it did not sell well at all. And I think SSX died after that. <laughs> but um Maybe that's why Nintendo hasn't done anything with it, which is sad because I think Nintendo always does the best with new breaking technology on what they could do. And honestly, if you want to get into virtual reality, maybe that's the maybe that's the future for Nintendo with these franchises as they dive more into virtual reality. How can they make it real with something like 1080 or Wave Race? Yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, you know, this I think this series and franchise like both wave race and 1080 there's so much potential and you know i i don't really blame anyone for not getting too into it because it's it's not easy you know uh especially with me going back to you know the original 1080 it's not too simple it's not like jumping into mario kart or something Mm -hmm. there's there's some uh, you know skill needed there but um the it's it's a very clever idea and my take on it is that i don't think nintendo really closes the door on anything 
um, they kind of leave it open for the right opportunity. Like Kid Icarus, you know, that right. we didn't think we would ever see Kid Icarus again, but then they saw a pretty good opportunity for that. And I'm sure there's other examples too. So um, we may not get a, a true sequel, but we maybe we'll get like a mini game that harkens back to those types of games. Um, or maybe we will. Maybe like snowboarding will get super trendy again. They'll be like, hey, let's bring back our, our franchise totally that would. we have in this subject. Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe I, we'll I, get a smash fighter of a snowboarder guy. Who knows? Honestly, <laughs> that sounds very cool to me. Now that I think of it. <laughs> Pull his board out and smack you in the face with it. Why not? Yeah, dude. It's better than a sword. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> what it is? It's a snowboard instead of a sword. How funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I uh, yeah, Brad. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just going to say kind of on your question that like it, it's a really cool concept that I think uh, Nintendo really could do a lot with. I know like as an industry, they really like to uh, try and be cutting edge, try and figure out and find what is new. Um, with some of their things, they have, of course, their... Um, their legacy with Mario and Zelda and all those, but um, with their systems, a lot of times they're really trying to push the technology um, and meet like uh, customers' expectations, which might be kind of hard with 1080. I mean, they, yeah. they've done it, which I mean, it's a it's a cool race game, but it's not quite a race game, and it's probably like really hard to do. I mean, people complain about the graphics, but it's like. You don't go around in a circle. You see everything <laughs> on the racetrack once, yeah, right? Because it's start and finish. Yeah. Um, which I'm is a lot, and to have a like totally unique course that you don't repeat, right. um, and to make it a long game, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot yeah. to ask for. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's so different because it's like a roller coaster. Like you said, you only see one thing once and it's like this singular experience that that doesn't repeat itself. So like once that train gets derailed off, uh, you know, off the rails, um, you know, it's you're not going to see that again. It's just part of the the roller coaster experience that it is. So, um, yeah, I I, I really do hope that they bring it back because it offers something that no other franchise really really has um and it's it's weird because like uh you know at the time snowboarding games were like really trendy and big and then they just totally fell off and they've tried to bring it back every once in a while and there's just nothing catching on for some reason i'm not really sure what that is but um at the same time you know we're all locked up and i feel like once we're all vaccinated and everything's good and we return to normalcy we're all just gonna like just go out for the sake of going out because we're all sick of being indoors so <laughs> who knows maybe like no. outdoor things will be super trendy again probably yeah. probably if they will. do bring it back though i it's gonna be an epic game yeah with how many new things they can add to it you know in the 90s there were 90s were weird like things got popular for random reasons like skateboarding became super huge um yeah. and snowboarding like there was a snowboarding movie that came out. i can't remember what it was called but maybe it was called snowboarding i don't know but i remember seeing it in theaters <laughs> all about snowboarding and these people hanging out at the lodge and doing stuff and um i don't know it just seemed like punk rock and skateboarding yeah. and snowboarding was all a thing in the late 90s to early 2000s yeah, 
And it's still there. It's just not in the mainstream anymore. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just part of pop culture at the time. And, you know, these things come and go. And maybe it'll just be part of the retro revival of those things. Or right. maybe it'll just, you know, there'll be some like random new sport that's invented that just becomes this like internet sensation and then becomes this whole big thing. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know. But, I mean, it was. It was part of like the music scene too. I think that's a big reason. You know, it, it kind of like was harmonious with the the music scene at the time. And yeah. um, you know, I'll just say real quick, like I just love the music from both games. Like, yeah, the original was super corny, but like, there's just something so charming about that. It's just so '90s, um, and uh, and like especially avalanche for me like that that music to me at least is not corny maybe it's just because i'm super nostalgic for it but it's just like i just loved the variety i have that music on my ipod and yes i do listen to it sometimes and, and uh, here i do the same thing yeah, yeah. and it's like i just loved how the music was mixed up with like you know relaxing songs like relaxing rock in a way uh-huh. and like energizing rock and like more yeah. you know zen like um, his songs. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that was a, a big reason why it was, why that scene was so popular at the times because it tied into the music. And right now, music does not really, <laughs> um, the, the music that we have these days is not really too uh, compatible with this type of genre. Well, especially with sports in general, like even stuff like Madden. Madden used to be cool back in the day because they had like real bands. And I mean, that's how I discovered Good Charlotte. You know, they had the anthem in Madden 2003. And they now they just play because of rights and licensing and stuff. They just play regular NFL network stupid horn music and like i just feel like a video games today have really lost out on a charm of what we used to have in the late 90s um yeah. due to legalities i guess but right. it's unfortunate yeah less experimental and and uh you know going all out with quality you know mm-hmm. i thought it was the awesome most awesome thing in the world when i a song from real life in, in my child like mine a real life song that i heard on the radio was in a video game like what that is awesome yeah. that's why i love tony hawk so much back in the day it was so cool yeah and it was also fun like to discover new artists through the music yeah, of video games definitely. too you know Absolutely. like i haven't really i haven't played tony hawk i haven't really played grand theft auto or like need for speed and stuff like that but um you know a lot of those games have amazing music and it's a a really cool way to introduce people to those types of artists Uh, like burnout 3 i got my friend burnout 3 for her birthday i i tested it out on a ps2 just to make sure that it worked oh man that is a phenomenal soundtrack Mm -hmm. please look at that um but yeah i i hope that you know, music and games makes a comeback like uh, awesome. in a more significant way, you know, for sure. Well, uh, Chris, I don't do our due diligence usually. Uh, you're probably better at it than me. Um, so why don't you look that up real quick? And Brad, you know, <laughs> I know you're not on any social media or anything like that, but so I guess people can't really find you anywhere unless you have a special guest appearance with us. Right. Uh, so (laughs) brad's muted i can't hear him right now well uh i don't know the exact like handles for our social media but what i can say is that uh you know 
um, so, you know, feel free to join us on our Facebook, um, Nintendo Nostalgia group. Um, we are pretty active on that and we check it every day and we'd be happy to interact with you. Um, another thing that we have is our, our Twitter, which is pretty popular. Um, right now we actually have a really cool poll. So feel free to, you know, drop in your vote for your games of the year. Um, this is something that we're going to get to, I don't know if it's next week or the week after, but, um, we're going to have a, a fun little game of the year episode and talk about all the titles that were released this year so you know make sure your voice is heard if you want to uh interact with us in that way um you can also find us on instagram um some of our hosts have twitch channels so make sure you support them in that way and um if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes please feel free to uh, leave us a review it does a lot to give us more exposure and give us some potential for opportunities to enhance our shows in, in different ways so uh, yeah, thank you for doing that, if you choose to do it. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much, um, and thank you for calling in. Everyone keep calling in. Uh, Isaac, yes, again, thanks please. for calling. That's really we love. We love when our uh, listener base uh, engages with us, so let's just know that like people are actually listening, and it's not just us talking to each other every week and hoping people listen. Uh, no, we love it. We love uh, having everybody in our facebook social media groups and participating and just keep spreading the love and uh, if you know some other nintendo lovers out there you know uh, they've got some nostalgia send them our way we love for this community to keep growing so thank you guys so much yeah and if you need uh the phone number for our voicemail that is 317-969-5690 Again, that voicemail number is 317-969-5690. Alrighty. Everybody, you take care. Have a blessed one. We'll be back next week with some Christmas talk. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Brad says bye.